Hey everyone, welcome back to the Pilots 5 podcast. This is Amy McLaren and today I'm talking about part two of this little series I've been doing on what wives are naturally good at and what husbands are naturally good at. So here's the question. For those of us who don't have a picture-perfect relationship, who don't put our highlights real on social media and pretend it's all rosy, where can I get some down-to-earth inspiration without any religious barriers? Who can give me real-life encouragement? Help me be a better spouse and tell me how to get an even more enriching relationship without becoming a doormat. That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Amy McLaren and this is the Pilot's Wife podcast. Okay, so last week I talked a little bit about what wives are naturally good at and I talked about how they're good at being good company. And this week, I'm going to talk about the husbands. I'm going to talk about what they're really good at. So, But I really encourage you to listen to last week's episode so you get the full picture on this. Before I start, I just want to clarify something. My hope is that people don't listen to this podcast, hear the ideal world scenario, and compare with what they don't have in their relationship. You know, like that's why we talk about in the introduction, you know, we're not not all rosy. We all are in relationships that aren't rosy. We're not trying to put across that they are. And I, I get that. And it's 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 more real to not be rosy all the time. That's actually really what it's like. But when we compare against a fake or a non-existent scenario, like we, we imagine that everybody else has it better or everybody else is doing this and we're failing at it in our relationship, we can get really miserable. And I know this firsthand, we struggled with infertility for six years, me and Josh, and I used to compare myself with everybody else who had kids and I was just so miserable all the time because everybody else managed to have them and we couldn't. And you know, it's just untrue. There are a lot of people who struggle with that. And also I just needed to remind myself of a lot of other scenarios that people were dealing with in their lives that were equally challenging but you know I just I just want to I just want to reiterate that when I'm talking about these cool things that we can do to improve our relationships you know have a better relationship and not be a doormat these are these are ideals where I want to encourage us all to aim for something better you know like that there are ways and there are tips and there are things that we can try but not everybody has it awesomely and so I also hope that listeners aren't hearing these episodes and thinking you know who else needs to hear this like I wish blah 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 could hear this etc because you know you need to hear what you need and you take what you need but again it is a form of comparison when you're thinking about what somebody else needs to hear like this is something that somebody else doesn't do well and that makes you miserable as well right so this is this is you know the proper the ideal they're not doing it it's comparison that makes us miserable instead of comparison please let's let's encourage each other we need encouragement we need the courage to go after our own dreams not someone else's ideal and to do some stuff that might be hard but it's going to off it's going to be beneficial for our relationship right so what I hope to achieve with this is encouragement you can do it I can do it we all can at our own pace but let's not give up and let the default happen because our relationship default pattern is not going to be what we want Um, you know and if we leave our relationships up to default then if we're going to do that why go through the effort of saying our, our vows to have and to hold from this day forward which means from now on until the end for better or worse, what what do you think worse means? Earthquake, natural disasters, worse worse in in this situation doesn't just mean stuff that happens to us and we have no control over it. Over it, worse means 
when he hurts or offends you, when you hurt or offend him, when you do things to hurt each other, those are worse times, but it doesn't mean that they'll always be like that. It means that we make mistakes and that when we're saying our vows, we're saying we're going to try at this for the rest of our lives. We're going to try at having and to hold, having and holding for better or for worse, in sickness and in health, for rich or for poor. Like, through all the scenarios that we can't even imagine, we're going to keep trying at this. That's why we say vows. And at least if we say it in front of everyone, maybe we're slightly more likely to keep our promises. That's the idea of saying it in front of everyone. So what are men naturally good at? So let's think back. Growing up, did you have any boys around you? <laughs> even if you were a boy, did you have other boys around you? You could have, you could have witnessed this. I had a, I had a brother uh, pretty close in age to me, and lots of my brother's friends around all the time. Do you know what I? You know what I could see, and what we see in boys everywhere. We see them getting really proud when they achieve something. Have you ever seen a, a boy or a man go, "Yes, I'm the man. Yes, look." You know, you can imagine just little boys showing their their little muscles, doing that little muscle press, things like that, because. They feel manly. They feel like they're a man when they've achieved something. They've got to be hard. They've got to achieve the hard stuff. You know, it's winter, and, and every time Josh goes out for a run in the cold and the dark and in the rain, he tells himself, embrace the suck, which I think means embrace the suckiness of going out in those crappy conditions because then you'll be a hard man. Like he's listening to some podcasts about, you know, being hard and sustaining through the hard stuff, right? And it's like, yes, I'm the man. I achieved it because he comes back and he's like, I did it. I ran through the hard stuff and it was good and I feel good. You know, and you don't see females prancing around with pride about their achievements. We might, you know, we all smile or laugh and be really happy with what we've achieved, but we don't go, yes, I'm the woman. You know, maybe it's not conducive to female friendships or something, making it all about us, you know, because I guess if you're good at relationships and good at being good company, then maybe good company is not always someone who puffs themselves up you know like we're, we're probably more prone to puffing other people out and encouraging other people when we've been good at fostering relationships right <laughs> at fostering relationships but men they're naturally good at confidence they're naturally good at being confident and this natural confidence it's important for guys and it serves a purpose and and let us females not just look at this and see arrogance, okay? There's this author, Dr. Emerson Egerich, I've, I've mentioned his book before, it's called Love and Respect. And he points out six needs that males have that, that spell respect, which, so respect is how they feel loved. And he talks about this acronym called CHEERS, and each of the letters stands for something. The top one is C, and it stands for conquest, and it means that men have this desire to work and to achieve stuff. It's right at the top of the list. And that 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 achievement, that brings that confidence, that brings that, yes, I'm the man kind of feeling. The next one actually is H for hierarchy, which is about providing and protecting. And, you know, it's really important for men to have the confidence to go out there, make the hard calls, do those conquests, not just for themselves, but to protect and provide for their family. Another thing that makes them feel respected when, that's, when they're recognised for doing that. I know that there might be some, uh, there might be some females out there that are very women's lib, that, that women's lib movement may be females might start to get offended as I described this natural tendency of, you know, males are all like this and they're all, you know, the stereotypical male. But I look at, you know, I look at many healthy females who are at the top of their game. And when I talk about healthy females, I mean not females that are set out, you know, setting out to deliberately, um, degrade men or something like that but you know women who are in powerful roles running companies running the country whatever even these women are not going to meet a guy 
and then be wooed by someone who's really wimpy and has no desire to work, no desire to achieve, and no desire to provide and protect for whoever they end up with, right? You know, like, they're not going to go out on a first date with someone that they meet who's like that. And so, you know, hero movies where... Um, where a hero is, is, you know, he's saving the day, he's protecting the females, he's protecting, you know, all the women and the children in the world who can't protect themselves. All the females want to know if the guy gets the girl in the end. But we all swoon when those super characters do confident, heroic stuff. You know, they save the people, they save their families, they save the world. Even when you cut out the corniness of lots of those American movies. Hero hero movies are by far the most popular of any genre and they make the most money at the movies. Females and males alike are attracted to these notable stereotypes of a manly man and a womanly woman. So when a man makes conquests, it makes him more interesting. And going back to last week's episode where I talk about women being good at being good company, we, we're good at being good company when we take an interest in him and when we're interested in him. He loves it. It builds him up. And these, these things that men and women are naturally good at, they complement each other. And so this book, Love and Respect, it, it talks about how a, a man uh, likes to feel respected in order to feel loved. So when they feel loved, it's spelled R-E-S-P-E-C-T, right? And when a woman feels loved, she fe- uh, it's, it's love and cherish, right? So they're different ways of feeling loved and so a man a man feels loved by being respected in these ways like these six acronyms c for conquest or the desire to work and achieve h for hierarchy or the desire to protect and provide a for authority which actually means the the desire to serve and to lead and an i for insight which talks about the desire to analyze and counsel trying to fix things, <laughs> um, are for relationships. So they, they really desire a shoulder-to-shoulder friendship with their spouse. And it's for sexuality. So that, that sexual intimacy is really important as well. And all these things come together to make a man feel respected. And when they don't feel respected, they find it hard to show love and to cherish their wife. And so they call that the crazy cycle. And it can start, um, it doesn't have to start with the man um, not feeling really, feeling respected. It also starts if the wife doesn't feel loved and cherished, then they might struggle to show respect for their husband. And that's called the crazy cycle. And it works both ways. But what we need to know is that, and, and this is really, really common in relationships, but what we need to know is that this is totally reversible. And it only takes one of the pair to stop that cycle going down, down, down in a spiral and turn it in the other direction and, and have it going upwards. So a couple of a couple of tips to help you there, and no, really, I think it would really benefit everyone to read this book, Love and Respect. It's not just a physical book; it's also an audio book. So there's many ways to get hold of this. I really don't read physical books much these days, but I listen to a lot of audio books when I'm driving and things like that. So, however you can get hold of it, I really, really encourage you to. So it's called Love and Respect by Dr. Emerson Egerix. So as females. If we want some tips and tactics, we we don't really give respect to a guy because we think they earn it, right? Okay, this is really, really important. We, we need to give respect because it builds them up. And the result of that is that it enables them to love and cherish us in return. So, so let him say, yes, I'm the man, even if he doesn't have any or many opportunities to achieve. We need to try and enable him to take some. We talk about, uh, you know, in the pre-marriage courses that we do, how 
there's this common tendency for females to go, you won't be doing that anymore once we're married and sort of expecting their partner to change and be different once they're a married person. If he has a hobby that gives him a sense of achievement, we need to find a way as a female to let him carry that on. Is he good at fishing? Look forward to a meal. Don't worry about the smell or whatever when he comes home. Look forward to a meal. Look forward to him providing. If he's if he loves running, if he's good at kite surfing, let him go out and do that and get that achievement and that and that confidence and that encouragement. Whatever he's good at, encourage it. And when he comes home, tell him he's good at it. Because when he's confident, it actually makes him more interesting. And then we're more able to do what we're naturally good at, which is being interested in him, being good company. And these are the bones of a really healthy relationship. Now, tips and tactics for the man. So men, husbands are naturally good at being confident. So on behalf of all females, I encourage you to go out there and achieve what you love doing. Get out and do your hobbies, conquer something regularly, something healthy though, and go around saying, yes, I'm the man, I did this, I achieved that, and say it in front of your wife, say it in front of your kids, and if any of them try to argue with you or try and be cheeky and try and tear you down, you just tell them politely to be quiet, because really we love it, we love seeing our husbands being confident and being proud of their achievements, it's a good thing. So I hope I hope that that's encouraged you, please remember what I talked about at the start, for both the females, as in being good company, and the males, as in being good at being confident, we get miserable when we compare, especially with this, you know, these fake non-existent scenarios where, where everyone else has this or where everyone is this, is this, why not me? A lot of couples struggle with this, which is why Dr. Eric Egerich's book, Love and Respect, has sold more than a million copies and it's still going strong. You know, we all need to read and read this and, and be reminded of it and learn it again. I mean, like I've, I've read it about a, uh, a year and a half ago was the last time I read it and I needed to be reminded of what the acronym stood for again. And so it's, it's not that we ever are perfect but that we strive towards it and that act of striving towards it is enough so how about in this time before next week's episode see if you can look up that book see if you can get hold of it even from the library i've read it from an audiobook through the library and and see if you can get hold of it and and have a read of it i really recommend it even if you just read the chapters that are for you because he's written chapters for females and then chapters for males and just get the general gist of it. I highly recommend it. It'll, it'll really change your relationship. Can't recommend it enough. So thanks so much for listening. I really hope you got something out of it today and in and, and the last episode. Please let me know if you have any comments. I'd love to hear your feedback. Have an awesome week and I'll catch you next week.